Welcome to the point after on WDVE Pittsburgh. Missy Matthews. Greg Wolfley. Bill Hillgrove. The entire Steelers radio broadcast team is here to break down the last game. Here's your host, Missy Matthews. Everybody, good evening. Welcome inside the DVE studios. It was not a pretty sight at Heinz Field yesterday. The Steelers losing to the Baltimore Ravens 26-23 in overtime. After the game, head coach Mike Tomlin said it is painful as it should be. Billy, how painful was it? It was very painful because I thought the Steelers outplayed them um, in reference to the way the defense played holding them to much below their average yardage, both rushing and passing. And um, the result wasn't what it should have been. And I know turnovers do skew any statistics, and uh, you can't turn the ball over in overtime. And I accepted Mike Tomlin's decision to kick the ball off because uh, Justin Tucker was hanging it for 4.5, and we were taking it either at the goal line or one or two yards deep and not getting past the 15. And you don't want to give that kind of field position up at the beginning of overtime. And I think he trusted his defense. It was painful. Yeah, you know what? It, it was uh, – it, it cut like a knife. Uh, it really did. Uh, you know, I, I thought we were going to win. Did you I know, ever tell you I met Brian Adams? Yeah, that's right. I know. You, all, you met him all. You, you, you met Brian Adams. You met Kevin Cronin. You met Stevie Ray Vaughan. You are such What a, can I say, Yeah, Chaluch, you, you're, come on. you're a groupie. You're a groupie. You, you go back to the 70s and be a groupie. Um, but anyways, it cut like a knife uh, to quote. Brian Adams, but you know what the um, uh, Missy, what what really, you know, it felt like we were going in for the win. We were driving, and it felt, and all of a sudden the tomahawk came out by uh, uh, what's his name, Marlon Humphrey, Marlon Humphrey, yeah. and he missed the tomahawk the first time, which resulted in a touchdown. The second time he didn't miss it. And he popped it out, and he he played it perfectly. And you know, uh, it's it stinks that they lost that way because we were believing they were going to win. We were believing they were going to win, and uh, but not uh, not really. You know, you want to talk about how bad it hurts. It I think that loss yesterday hurt worse when I was a little kid. Because my dad would take us, like, we could all go to this ice cream shop, like, once a month. Because we couldn't, you know, my dad didn't make a lot of money. You know, we had five kids and that. And I got this triple-decker ice cream thing with this, all the sprinkles and everything you on it. You always get the triple-decker. Well, yeah, yeah. There was, you know, and I and I got the sprinkles on it. And my dad, my, my mom would say, now, slow down. I was going, you know, back to the car. And I'm so excited to have it. And I ran. I tripped. I fell. And the thing splatted. And I'm telling you what, you want to talk pain. That was serious pain. I was, as a little kid, let me tell you. That wasn't as much pain as losing the 84 uh, uh, AFC Championship game to Marino. Okay, yeah. We didn't that, lose I to the Dolphins. We lost to Marino. That's right. Uh, I mean, we were uh, we were uh, we were abusing their defense, and then all of a sudden, Danny comes up and has a Hall of That's Fame true. second half, 
And uh, where can we goes, put it in the context yeah. of between the ice cream and yeah, the eighty four championship? Yeah, the ice cream doesn't work. It, it's not working here. It worked for me because yeah, I yeah, remember that pain. Let me tell you, howling and gnashing of teeth followed after yeah, that. Especially when that couple drove in and she said to him, "Look at that young man licking the ice cream <laughs> off the cement." Yeah. <laughs> Were you there, Billy? Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> okay. So was now, that a good play by Marlon Humphreys? Oh, it was a great play. It was, you know but what? It was, it, it, it was lucky too. That he you, hit it just perfect. You're talking about yeah. uh, the strip on, on yeah. uh, uh, Juju. Juju. Well, remember, he went for the strip on the touchdown right. that Juju, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Right. He died by it the first time, came back, got it the second. And that was a absolutely spectacular strip because Juju caught that ball. He tucked it. It was not loose. It was not out no, swinging. No, he was. Uh, it was a great job. Yeah. I, I I ain't worried. You know, everyone's going, are you worried about Juju? I'm not worried no. about Juju. That was just a nice play. It, it, You're going to have that on yeah. big jobs like yeah. this. All right. Well, somebody who we, uh, I don't want to say worry about, but who we are going to closely monitor this week, of course, is Mason Rudolph, who suffered that concussion in the third quarter. Uh, he left the game, was taken to a local hospital, was later released. The good news, guys, is he was at the Steelers practice facility at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex today. Um, obviously, he's in concussion protocol, so not available to talk to the media or anything like that, but just getting a sense from his teammates it sounds like the the fear is not as bad as maybe we all thought when he was laying there yeah, on Heinz yeah. Field, which is a very promising you sign. You know what? And, and the fact that they didn't keep him overnight in the hospital, no. and the fact that they didn't wake him up every two hours, because that's why I right. said, "Hey, hey, Mace, uh, did they wake you up every two hours?" He said, "No, they didn't. They didn't have to do that." And so that's a good sign. That is a good sign. Uh, now I I don't know how you know the concussion protocol is so different today than it was in our day. We get we had a concussion. We were at practice Wednesday. Uh, we were back at practice Wednesday. They didn't say, "Oh, well, what? What do you mean? What are you talking about? What are you? What are you shishing?" How, no, about, how about the Steelers game no, in St. Louis, where Bradshaw got yeah, where Bradshaw dinged. you know yeah, oh, yeah. He was, carted off, and then he's leading the charge out the second half. <laughs> no, I was just laughing talking about the fact that you know that was one of the little things. Did you where- get a concussion? You're talking really low. You're like, you're t- I'm you're t- sorry, the pizza's sitting right in front of me, and I would like to have a slice. <laughs> well, just go, I go All right, for well, it. it's just a little bit. Look, the thing with Mason and what I am, I'm, I was worried at first because, first of all, when you got some of the guys were reacting really funny, like he wasn't Juju's breathing. Juju, like, passed out. Oh, I know. He went down. Juju, Juju went the down. One that, the one that bothered me was Al. Yes. Because Al is He's the no, one that waved on the help. He is no unfamiliar dude with you know, with uh, battleground injuries right. and things like that. So the seriousness by which he was waving, that made me a little bit uncomfortable. You know, just figuring that when watching it as it happened, when you see the stiff arms, that's boxing, that's a knockout, that's, right. you know, it happens. Um, that will recede and everything else. But the way that Al, it, it, it alarmed me the way Al was, you know, pretty frantic about his – well, you know what, and, and actually, they helped him up, and they took they popped off his face well, mask. I mean, right. you, you, you knew no, he, he was, was good right. after. Yeah. But I'm talking about the moment it yeah. happened, that moment, and then Al's reaction and Juju and everything that tended to bother Juju him, when but, Juju fell down. <laughs> I know, reminiscent of Lawrence Taylor waving the help out when yeah, Joe Theismann broke Theismann. his leg. Right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. It's scary. Uh, and and when Dick Butkus waved uh, waved out the Detroit uh, uh, when Chuck Hughes died, yeah, you know when Chuck right. Hughes died on the field, Oof. yeah. Mm. 
Well, it was, okay. of course, next man up uh, in terms of the Steelers quarterback. Unfortunately, this has been very common over the first five games for the Steelers. But Devlin Hodges came in and, you know, he is somebody who's very close to Mason Rudolph since his short time here in Pittsburgh. Um, said he was trying to make sure Mason was OK at the same time, you know, taking off his headset, throwing on a helmet, taking some snaps, making some throws. And he went in there and did a pretty admirable job. So before I get all of your take, well, if you can take a quick pizza break, let's right. hear from head coach Mike Tomlin on the guy known as Duck Dynasty. I thought he represented himself well. Um, he, he gave us a chance and um, got to tip your cap to him. You're talking about a guy that didn't make our opening 53 and all of those things. We know his story. But you also got to acknowledge that he's done some good things at every step along the way through the team development process when given an opportunity, and that's why he's in the position that he's in. That's probably why he, you know, made the positive showing in spots that he did today. All right, Tunch, you went back, you watched the film. How did he do? Uh, he did well. Uh, I thought uh, um, he, he was very poised. Uh, he made a couple of nice throws, and, you know, I love to run uh, – uh, when he, uh, you know, when the pocket collapsed and he just rolled to the right and then all of a sudden he tucked it and ran. And, uh, you know, I was impressed. Uh, I wasn't, you know, I, I was very impressed. Uh, I, I thought he did a lot better than I thought he was going to do. Now, Billy, when uh, Ben Roethlisberger went down in that Seattle game, it was everybody turned it up a notch to rally around Mason Rudolph. Did it go up an extra notch yesterday in your eyes? It seemed to. It, it really seemed to. And, you know, what that tells me is that his teammates really love the guy. Yeah. And, you know, they just love his approach to everything. Um, he's a gunslinger. Uh, but, you know, in this structured environment, he had to do what the Steelers wanted him to do. And I thought he did a really good job. That 21-yard run, yeah, that's the longest quarterback run we've had in a while. Yeah. I, well, thought, I, thought, I thought he had uh, a nice touch. And I thought he, uh, when he, when he had the threat, uh, thread the needle he just cut it loose and you know he looked uh, uh he looked very poised out there uh and I'm looking forward to see what happens next week you know I thought <clears throat> the significant throw that he made that I, I really kind of jumped on was that first and 10 he threw to Juju for an 18 yard gain and um it looked like to me I don't know I think it was cover three because it looked like there was four underneath but I couldn't tell he got it over the front over the the first line of defenders but he threw back behind him, and at first I thought, oh, he threw behind him. But then when I looked at it and saw it, was Marlon Humphreys, I think playing the outer third, was closing on the ball, and he threw it back to the inside, making Juju turn back. Right. And I thought that was, when I thought about it, that's a doggone good throw. I mean, that's protecting the ball and putting it in a place where Marlon can't get to it, where only Juju can. And I thought, hey, that was significant. That's a real step in, in maturity there. I think also for the fact that he barely took any reps at practice pre prior to this game because of, you know, just working with Mason Rudolph, trying to get him comfortable. And Coach Tomlin's motto is always whatever the starting quarterback needs to get ready. Um, they obviously brought in Tyron Christian to be Lamar Jackson. So it's not even like Devlin Hodges was running scout team. They brought in a quarterback specifically to do that to prepare for the Ravens. No you know, one's going to. No one's going to. You got uh, a mouthful of pizza. Well, I'm just sorry. It was yeah. like really good. Yeah. It <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, yeah. It really does. But but no one's going to confuse Devlin with uh, Tyron Christensen. Right. You know? No, yeah. You I know, mean, Christian. Uh, one oh, him one, too. one yes. of the things that I, I, I'm curious to see, you know, 
we we talked about this last week. It in it is um, it's easy coming off the bench because you're not uh, you're the all those things are not swimming in your head, so you just react. Uh, you know, we saw when uh, uh, when Mason came in for Ben in the second half in Seattle or against Seattle. He looked good. He looked sharp. Right. Now, next week against San Francisco, he struggled in the first half. He heated up in the second half, but he struggled in the first half. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing about, uh, uh, about uh, Duck. Uh, is he going to, you know, you know, is he going to come out and is he going to just wing it or is he going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a little different. All right, just in terms of injuries, of course, Coach Tomlin's press conference is tomorrow at noon. Uh, hopefully we'll learn a lot more about where Mason Rudolph is in terms of the concussion protocol, maybe what the plan is also. We could potentially see some roster moves depending on what shakes out from that, so stay tuned for that. Also, Mark Barron, he was dealing with that hamstring injury, and then James Washington not able to return with that shoulder injury. So then that is my next question for you guys. Yesterday, Dante Moncrief inactive. Right. Um, Johnny Holton had a helmet. Are you okay with that? And what do you think will happen? I know we don't know the extent of James Washington's injury, but not having Moncrief, maybe where you you might have needed him yesterday. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking for Dante this week. You know, I, I'm waiting for Dante to come out uh, uh, in a big way. And, uh, you know, I think being the professional that he is, he's got that hunger. Uh, and he wants to show everybody in Pittsburgh that that he can play. And, uh, and, and you know, the longer – he doesn't uh, jack up those fingers again. Uh, the more it's going to heal, and the better he's going to be uh, catching the ball. So I- I'm looking forward to a big week of practice and a big game from Dante Moncrief. You know, I look at uh, Martavis Bryant when he, you know, he he had to go back to school, so to speak, and revamp himself. And uh, I I think a little time off is good. It deloads you. You get out there. I was watching Dante last week. I thought he looked good. He's out there. He's running the ball down. Right. He's catching the ball with his hands. He looks strong, impressive in, in the way he caught the ball. So, you know, maybe this little reboot, this is a good time. And this is one man's disadvantage is another man's advantage. You know, this is this is the way the, the world's professional football works. I would say, too, uh, in terms of Dante Moncrief, uh, always supportive of his teammates, whether it's in the Mm -hmm. locker room, at practice, at games. You know, he's not sulking. He's no. Anytime a reporter or somebody wants to talk to him about it, it's not like he's shying away from it. It's just a very matter of fact for matter of fact thing for him, which, you know, that's not an easy thing to deal with. He's a good guy. Yeah, you saw the scouting report. And he's a veteran. Yeah, Yeah, the thing I'd always heard, he was a solid citizen in the room. So a solid citizen also means somebody who's able to overcome these temporary adversities that do rise up in every professional's career. Well, the coaches in Jacksonville love him. I I talked to a lot of the coaches down there, and they they said he was was just a class act. And uh, and you know what? Uh, I I think he's going to come out of this. No question. All right, we have much more to talk about tonight on The Point After here on WDVE. Up next, overtime. Lots to discuss there. Also, the Wildcat, should it stay? We will be back here on The Point After. Back to The Point After on DVE. Jalen Samuels is back there, and he's going to fake it. He's going to dump it in the flat, and it's intercepted. Intercepted by Josh Bynes, a linebacker, floated behind James Washington, 
and it was easy pickings. All right, that was the Steelers using some more Wildcat yesterday at Heinz Field. Welcome back to The Point After. I'm Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Woofley. And Tunch, you knew I had to get you a little riled up uh, with that call. We saw more Wildcat. It worked successfully against the Bengals. What did you think about the Steelers' use of it yesterday? Well, it didn't work. Uh, One of the things that I wouldn't have done, I wouldn't have asked Jalen Samuels to throw the ball because – you know, uh, if a guy's in your face, you know, if you're not a quarterback, sometimes you're going to panic, and that's what it looked like Jalen did. And he threw up a lollipop. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, I don't blame him, and I don't blame the call, but uh, uh, I just, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I, I, last week I said, run the Wildcat till they stop it. Well, guess what? They stopped it yesterday. Very early. And, uh, and they stopped it uh, twice. And so I, I'm. Let's go back to uh, uh, our offense, and uh, uh, you know, as long as uh, you know, you know, if 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 we run a, a jet sweep off of it, I, I, I'm I'm not uh, against that. But I I'd like to see the quarterback in there because I, I really don't want to see a running back throw a ball. Billy, your thoughts on it? Yeah. Um. Meow. <laughs> not wildcat. It was a tame cat. Yeah. Um. And, you know, it was a shame because Jalen Samuels had a decent pass efficiency rating, albeit by the jet oh, sweep flip. The, you know, that's what I'm saying. The, he didn't it's throw a the touch ball down pass. It wasn't yeah, a you know, throw. So, no, I, I, I'd say, and, and I think Mike Tomlin kind of hinted at that. We, we may not bring it out this week. Yeah. It worked against the Bengals, but uh, <clears> when they stopped it, uh, it's time to go back to what you do well. Yeah. And I thought we rushed the ball pretty well. Yeah, um, you know, I I thought the counter trap that uh, uh, Ramon ran twice, uh, he kicked out uh, uh, the outside linebacker. It was very nice. Uh, And, uh, you know, the way uh, James sickled it up there. Uh, I just think that you got to go back to the, you know, pound the ball. I think the frustrating thing was they addressed that very situation that Jalen booted the ball. Uh, and did panic when in in practice. I mean, they they had a guy blitz off the corner and you know confront him, and he just tucked it away and ran it. Yeah, you know. But that moment when you're under under the gun, under siege, you've got Matthew Judon right in your grill, yeah. and you're running for your life. And a lot of people think, why didn't you just tuck it? Well, my dad used to have a saying. He say, when you're up to your butt in alligators, it's difficult sometimes to remember that job one was to drain the swamp. Yeah, you know, and that pretty much serves as you know, that's yeah, what, that's that, what that, that was that what he situation. said after you dumped your ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> In terms, you mentioned the, the run game. Did the Steelers maybe take that step we've been waiting for in previous weeks? Yeah, I, I, I thought um, they they ran the ball very well between the tackles. And, uh, they you know, and, and one of the things we were talking about uh, last week, Missy, is that because uh, – you know, their linebackers are run and chase linebackers. And they're sideline to sideline. They rally to the ball, but they're not they're not good at the point of attack. And so when when the Steelers ran at them, uh that was when they that was when they got some uh decent numbers. Fair to say, Wolf, the O line was playing really well yesterday as well. Oh, I thought they played well. I mean, that was a pretty you know, that was a pretty good group of guys up front there. Brandon Williams was back in what limited role, whatever. Uh, you get Michael Pierce is just a load. I mean, that guy is ten pounds of potatoes in a five pound sack. 
mean, he is he, he is he is top heavy. It's and it's more than a ten pound. Sack. Yeah, it might be it might be fifteen pounds of potatoes. But I will say this: um, watching them, I thought the offensive line did well. The one time, how many sacks did they give up? Uh, they got one or two. Um, I'm trying to remember. Got, I can't remember. Judon got a sack. I okay, think that and Pernell McPhee got yeah. one. And that one was yeah, a, it was all it was yeah. was a me game. Yeah, and it just got on two levels. Al and 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 Ragu got. Yeah, uh, you get that game between. Did, did remember when you let Reggie Doss ear hole me? Yeah, that's right. Remember yeah. from L.A.? Yeah, I remember he that. He hit me so hard on one of those banging me games. I kid you not. He knocked me all the way past Larry Brown yeah. at the right tackle. Right. And we go back to the huddle. And I'm laughing. And you're laughing at me. He was laughing at me because he was going, I didn't know you could run sideways that fast. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you idiot. Would you take a little bit off him, please? Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just, oh. You, when, when, when you run twist, you got to protect the guy next the to your hip. Yeah. And, uh. Uh, you know, and I didn't do a good job on, on Wolf that one you time. You didn't do any job. Yeah, well, you know what? Because I, it was just the, the first time I was playing the left side. That's right. That was the first time I was playing left tackle. That's correct. Yeah. Don't don't get into an so advocate solo. You know, I was uh, – uh, but I, I, I got – Right. I got be- oh. You got better. Yeah. <laughs> Philly, it looks like you have a stab for us. I, I Just looking, uh, Baltimore was fourth against a run in the conference coming in. So uh, when you average 4.1 against them, um, I think that's pretty representative representative of the fact that maybe this running game is finally untracked. That's the stat I wanted to bring up. Well, the beauty was that second or third series where they ran James for five yard for five yards, six yards, eight yards on three carries. And then you went touch Adamas. Remember that, Billy? And he said, oh, throw the play action now because the safeties are starting to get nose trouble. They're getting a little downhill heavy. And sure enough, he went and he – you know, through the play action, and that was uh, Juju shaking off. Uh, was it Juju? I think yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, Marlon. Humphrey's yeah, it was touchdown. beautiful. Now that was beautiful, and and it was like kind of come back to that. That's that's yeah. that same train of thought. Yeah, you know? you know, Missy, when you run the ball well, uh, now you can run the play action well, uh, and and that's why uh, uh, you gotta you gotta keep pounding the ball, and it it, it worked great. It, it was just. Uh, it was a ting of beauty. It was. No question. I, I would like to see them keep pounding it and yeah. keep going. I mean, it, to me, that is just something that I think um, makes you as an offensive line, you, you come together, and it's one of those things that when you start to wear down the opponent, man, it's like a great feeling. Just a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah. I thought also for James Conner not really practicing very much last week. I know it was maybe a, a maintenance rest the ankle type thing. I thought he played really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he picked he, up he, some blitzes too. Yeah, and he uh, on uh the touchdown pass to Juju he did remember I diagrammed it in yeah. the, uh, in uh, chalk talk. He did a great job of picking up Tony Jefferson who was coming off the slot. Uh and he just did a great job and uh, there was just a great pocket run there. They ran a three mo me, and uh, and then Vance picked up uh, 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 fifty seven Bryn, and it was just uh, they they did a great job. Nice it, job yeah. of picking up all yeah. the way across. Picking the board. it up all the way across. All right, one of the hot topics yesterday and again today is Mike Tomlin's decision not to take the ball in overtime. So let's take a listen to his explanation post game. Man, did you see our kickoff return in this football game? Did you see their kickoff team? Every time they put the ball on about the two-yard line and Tucker hung the ball at about 4.5 seconds and we couldn't get back to the 15. Why would I sign up for that? I put the defense on the field, 
in an effort to fight for field position and put the onus on them to get the stop. So when we got the ball, we got it on the 30-something, which is dramatically different than when our kickoff return team took the field all afternoon. All right, Billy, knowing the outcome of what happened, what are your thoughts still on that decision? I agree with what he had to say. It was a a very good explanation. Now, when it first happened, I didn't think about that. Uh, I thought it was just trusting his defense. But it, it was a combination of that and certainly Tucker hanging the ball so high. Yeah, we, we – I was stunned. We, we were stunned. We were going, okay, what what's he doing? Um, and if you remember but, the mic cut out for a moment. Yeah. Remember when yeah. Cam was talking yeah, and all of a sudden we, cut we, off we, and we he know. turned back to the side? I don't think, uh-oh, yeah. what happened here? But uh, – and, and then uh, uh, he was right. Uh, he was – it played out just like he said. He was absolutely right. And I think one of the great things that we saw was – why he's a great coach, literally. I mean, think about it. That thought of hanging at 4.6, you're not getting any, any sort of field position and everything, trusting your defense, knowing your people, and you think you can make it, you know, you make a judgment call. I, I just think at its highest level, coaching is all about, um, you know, in, being instinctive. And that's what his guns, gut instinct said. I mean, and he, he, he called the shot and it, it worked. And he's, good the, at, he's good at, at his gut. Yeah, absolutely. And under the new format for overtime, you turn it into a sudden death game yep. at that point. Yeah. And all we had to do was move down and, and turn Boz loose, but it just didn't work out that way. Yeah. Well, it's just nobody can, you know, foresee an error. like You, you know, can't coach that. No, you can't. And I, I know I mentioned on the broadcast yesterday, but Alec, one of our video guys, was booming Coach Tomlin on the sidelines when he rallied the defense before they took right, the field to right. start overtime. And he said, quote, you want to be great. This is your signature moment. Yeah, that's a great quote. And Cam Hayward even said after the game, Coach was like, I'm I'm going to put this on you. And Cam's like, we're all in. And he said he loved the the, the he loved the decision at the time, not even, you know, thinking, you know, is it going to work out or not? But Cam said right away, all right, let's go. You know, when you are a ball player, you want to be at the point of attack. You want to be at that moment in the very thing that is going to win or lose the game if you believe in yourself. If you're any kind of player, I mean, and that's the way it is. Offensive line, fourth and one. Run it behind me. That's where all five guys are like, yeah, yeah, right. Because if you're if you, don't, if you don't have that sort of confidence – you shouldn't be out there, you know, and that's when Cam steps up and, and, you know, I'm putting this on you and I can see a wild-eyed and wooly bush and, you bushy know, tail. Uh, yeah, bushy-tailed Cam Hayward. Wild-eyed wooly bully. Whatever, man. I, he <laughs> was, I would think, man, you'd be psyched. You know how it is. Yeah. You know, and you get fired up over that and they're putting it on you and you answer the call. And he yeah. did. That yeah. defense did a great job. Three and out. One more person, uh, when we were talking about the run game, I did forget to mention is Tyson Alualu. What did you think about using oh, him as yeah, the fullback? Oh, he, yeah, he, he, was, uh, he was a fullback, uh, kicked out on Tony Jefferson. Uh, Rosie Nix doesn't have anything to worry yeah, about. Yeah, no, Rosie Nix doesn't have anything to worry <laughs> but about. But Zach Banner did do his job yeah, on that Z- touchdown. Yeah, Zach did a great job. He crushed everybody down. <laughs> Three they more. made that Ravens defensive line like a can of sardines. <laughs> Now, in terms of the Steelers' defense, five sacks, not eight like against the Bengals, but I'll take the five. Right. Three interceptions. And six uh, quarterback hurries. Uh, you know, I love the interception um, by Mike Hilton because, he, you know, they, they ran a double uh, out cut to his side. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the under guy was Willie Sneed, 
and the over guy was oh I'm forgetting his name um Jerry uh whoever yeah anyways uh so the he did a great job of playing off and uh and, and getting deep uh and uh made a great made a great play on that on that ball you know who else made a great play was Devin Bush yeah and this is what I loved two plays prior to his interception he jumps off sides and Cam hits him in the chest. <laughs> yeah. Double you know, punch. Yeah, Cam, Cam was very upset. The kid didn't sulk. He didn't shoot his mouth off at Cam. He knew his place as the young buck. He didn't go and seek comfort on the bench in a forced timeout and self-imposed. He didn't come up with a mysterious injury. He made a play. Two plays later, he made not just a play, a great play. And I, I really respect that because that's the sign of a young man who really is – Coming, uh, how do I put it, into a star status. It ain't there yet, but you know what? I like what I saw in that. Just that one thing says a lot about his character. How much you want to bet it'll never happen to him again? Yeah. Yeah. It was Seth Roberts. Seth uh, Roberts? Seth Roberts was That the, was just uh, bugging yeah, you. Yeah, like, I know he's going through my papers. He's going through Missy's papers, <laughs> moving yeah, her pizza yeah, around yeah. and everything. Like, so, <laughs> Zooks, man. You know, so, uh, you know, it was it, the getting back to Mike Hilton's inner uh, – interception he had the inside you know they were it covered three four under and uh there were uh, uh double routes to the left one shallow one intermediate and he played right in between both of them uh and he had the presence of mind because it was second and seven to play for the deeper guy and he made a great play for the uninitiated explain cover three four under okay so cover three is where the free safeties in the middle the corners are taking the the deep thirds. Uh, the four under uh, is where um, the two linebackers take the the middle zones. Uh, Terrell uh, Edmonds took the far zone, and Mike Hilton took the far zone underneath. So they're, they're, it looks like a picket fence. A picket fence. Uh, they drop back about eight to ten yards, and they're four across. And uh, and what Mike Hilton did was he, he squatted right in between the two uh, wide receivers, Seth Roberts and Willie Sneed. But then he deepened up because he anticipated uh, that, the, uh, that uh, Lamar Jackson was going to the deeper receiver, and he played it perfect. Anything else about the defense that stood out to you guys yesterday? Um. I, I, I just think the way Cam and Stefan played. Uh, they beat the, they, the guys they, up on the inside. Yeah, they, 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 they won. And, and I love the way Vince Williams played. Vince Williams attacked the line of scrimmage every time. And, uh, you know, wh- whenever he was trapped, uh, he trapped the trapper. In other words, he, he blew up the guy that was trying to trap him. He blew up uh, the fullback. He blew up uh, – uh, the uh, H-back, the tight ends. So I'm I'm walking in the weight room, and I see Vince. And I go, hey, Vince, great job. He goes, you mean yesterday? And I go, no, walking into the weight room. And uh, <laughs> of course I met yesterday. You know who I want to add, though, is T.J. Watt. I uh, wrote about this because I watched uh, Zeus Jr., and, uh, you know, he's all of 6'8", 355. And I really felt that TJ could give him a run for the money on, on running the arc in the back and get the uppercut, which he did. Got a sack. Did some really good stuff. I mean, that's that's a lot of offensive tackle to have to wrestle with. And didn't you both notice that he played a lot inside? Yeah, yeah. When when they went um, 
when they went to three wide receivers, they stacked them in the middle, and they basically turned them loose. Take the gap that you want, and that's what he did. And he was like a wild card in there. Yeah. Butsy said, take the A gap, take the B gap, whatever you feel, tear it up. All right, I want to talk much more about the Steelers' defense and Vince Williams specifically, as you mentioned, Tunch. Also, the roughing the passer call call on Ola Adani. We will do that and much more when we return here on The Point After on DVE. Back to The Point After on DVE. Lamar Jackson back, throws a pass, and it's thrown to the left flat. Hit him below the waist. And personal foul. Roughing the pass for number 92, defense, 15-yard penalty, first down. Well, you heard the fans, guys. Welcome back to the point after Missy Matthews, Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Woofley. That was the roughing the passer call on Ola Adani. Uh, set up that 48-yard field goal. I had to think which one that was uh, to force overtime. Still sitting not well with everyone, I take it's it. It's a bad call. <laughs> you know, uh our old teammate Jack Lambert uh, was prophetic when he said, "You might as well put skirts on uh, on quarterbacks." And uh, uh, I think it's true. Uh, you can't hit him high. You can't hit him low. Uh, um, Ola hit him just the way you're supposed to. He he started in the thighs, uh, and when he uh, he rolled off because he didn't stay on top of him. He did he did just the way. Uh, you're called to do it, and they still flagged them. And and my point in this, Missy, is the officials are no longer calling it as they see them. Uh, they are calling it as the NFL sees it, and they want they're they're scared to death of making the wrong call, so they err uh, to the side of the penalty. Excuse me, sir. Uh, do you mind if I hit you? And uh, can can you stand up a little bit so yeah. I don't go too low? Right. No. I mean, so it's ridiculous. Yes. No, it, it is ridiculous. Ahead, it is ridiculous. I was showing Billy right before we came on air. Um, it was from the the Sunday night game with the Chiefs and the Colts. And Warren Sharp, somebody I follow on Twitter, said the inconsistency with the calls are the biggest problem. Was it not the exact same play as Ola Daney? I think uh, the one on Mahomes was even lower, and they and no, it wasn't no called. flag, no, no flag, no nothing. Yeah, I you know I saw that replay, and uh, you know it's uh, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, when uh, you you don't want the officials uh, to influence the outcome of the game, but you can't help it. Uh, it it's being done all over. It's being done because they want, uh, and you know what Charlie Batch. Uh, On my way home yesterday, I was listening to Charlie and Stan. He made a a great statement. He said, listen, um, he said, I don't agree with that call, but the NFL has so much money invested in quarterbacks, they're they're trying to protect them. And, uh, you know, he was right. Well, he he is right. He's very right about it. But, I mean, think about it. We're at Craig Bingham, our our buddy, a former teammate, Craig Bingham, turned 60. Happy birthday, Bingham. Happy birthday, Bingham. So happy birthday, Craig. (laughs) Exactly. Another Syracuse product. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. But Emil Boris was there, another pit product. Absolutely. (laughs) Hail to pit and all that stuff, right? Hail to pit. We were talking, and, and Franco, Franco Harris was there, and Franco goes, I can't believe what they're calling in the hits on the quarterback. 
You know, I, I mean, he literally was – he said he was just shaking his head going, I, I just can't believe it. An NFL official who shall remain nameless told me, Billy, I used to call the game the way I felt it should be called. Now I call it according to who my observer is. Right. Yeah, that that's is just that's what the you truth. said, Chaloch. That, that's true. They, they, they don't – they're scared to death. And, you know, we know what holding is. We know what pass interference. We know what roughing the quarterback is. But they've got to go by chapter, verse, mm-hmm. line, and, uh, you know, it, it's ruining the game. Do you you know when this first started? I, one of the earliest memories I have of this yeah. was Clark Hagens. Remember Clark Hagens? Mm-hmm. Clark told me after a game against Philadelphia, he was coming in on Donovan McNabb, and he was still a good three, four steps oh, away yeah, from yeah, him. Yeah. And the referee was yelling. He said, the referee started yelling, lay off him, Clark, lay off him, Clark. I mean, like, you kidding me? I mean, he's got a free run, and he's no. saying lay off. I, you know, where do you go with that? I mean, it's 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 crazy. Not this year, but last year, three of the NFL's best officials retired at relatively young ages, and I think that's the reason. Because they're sick of it. They're yeah. sick of Big Brother watching, and they're sick of Big Brother, uh, you know, reprimanding him for missing a call, and uh, they're sick of, uh, you know, and and we're all sick of it. We are sick of it. You know, it, it, let them play the game. Who wants to watch 25 flags fly in a game? Right. Well, there were 22 yesterday. L- let, right. them pl- let them play the game. All right, oh. now that I have everybody riled up, we should probably <laughs> eat some more pizza, but let, let's talk about some more happier thoughts. Tunch, you brought up Vince Williams in the last segment. He led the team with nine tackles, that one sack, a quarterback hurry, a pass breakup. This is a guy who uh, was very excited to return to practice yeah. last week. Vince is not one of those guys that, that likes to not participate. Right. It's not something he's typically done in his career. What worked so well when they were using the five linebackers? We saw a lot with him and Mark Barron when he was in the game and Devin Bush on the field at the same time. Well, what they what um, uh, the Baltimore Ravens did was they went to two tights and a fullback, and we used to call that jumbo. Uh, and so they brought in – uh, Vince and then Tyler Matakevich when Mark Barron got hurt. But Vince played the position of the strong safety. And he, uh, what makes him so effective is he has a great nose for the game. And he knows exactly uh, how to penetrate and how to play downhill. And he is a thumper. Uh, he is the, there are not many thumpers in the NFL anymore. And right. he is one of the classic thumpers. Uh, an inside linebacker that plays very, very physical. He attacks the line of scrimmage. He attacks the guy that's going to block him. He attacks the running back. He's an attacker, and that's what, uh, uh, you know, uh, Wolf and I call him old school uh, because he plays old school football. Right, The thing about him that you love is he's an energy bringer. You know, and everywhere you you go, I mean, if you're a a competitive athlete, you go into locker rooms and – uh, you know, you got multipliers, dividers, adders, subtractors. Tunch, you've talked about this before, and and you you want to maximize your 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 multipliers, but it's also your energy bringers, and that's one of the things he does. He brings a real vibe to the Steelers' defense, and he's also one of those guys got a little bit of crazy. You know, what I mean, it, it doesn't <laughs> hurt. You know, being a little bit crazy is not a bad thing in that position, and you watch him. And he will bring a hurt, he'll bring a bang, that downhill thud that we like to talk about. But he's also got a knack to find finding the quarterback on a blitz. Right. Right. You know he's I mean? a great pass. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's just got it. Rusher, Whatever yeah. it is, he's got it. I mean, yeah. you think about Lawrence Timmons, how much faster 
He wasn't Vince in many ways. But Lawrence didn't, you know, he he, he had some sacks one year, but Vince consistently gets after the quarterback. Yeah. You know? You know, it, it's like that sign, you don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps. Right, <laughs> right. A little I bit. I don't know, Billy. Who's the crazy one among our group? Is it me? <laughs> I think it's it might Billy. be. It's I'm, I'm it subtly be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> subtly crazy. Do, do we read anything into the fact that Devin Bush had the green dot yesterday? Do we read anything to that, into that? Um, you know what? I I think they gave it to him early because they weren't sure how much Vince was going to play. Okay, because of that uh, uh, the hammy, uh, and then when Mark Barron pulled the hammy, uh, you know they they they. Kept it well, with Mark him. Barron started it with it. Oh yeah, okay. So then when he got hurt, Devin got it. Yeah. So I I think what we read into it is that green dot is a sticker and can be moved. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> Mister. It, it's almost like Mister Yuck. Yeah. It does look like a Mister Yuck sticker, but it's yeah. easy to spot. It's every pregame show. Mike Pursuta and Jerry Dulac always. Missy, go find the green sticker. So I'm like running around on the sidelines trying to look to see who has the is green it there? sticker. Is it there? Excuse me, who has the green sticker yeah. today? I know. So raise your hand. You're. All, I can't see everything. Uh, two other guys. You mentioned Tyler Matakiewicz filling in for Mark Barron. Um, also, Javon Hargrave. I think this is back-to-back sacks for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, Javon's been playing well this yes. year. The whole year. Uh, and uh, you got to love him. And Tyler... Wow, man, Tyler Medikevich, uh he made a tackle on a on, on a punt that he closed the distance right now. I mean, he just made that uh, punt returner look like he was standing still. Then he came. Then he comes in uh, when Mark Barron uh, got hurt as the third. You know, they're playing a three-three with three DBs. Uh, I love him. I, I love Tyler. You know, uh, one thing you'll love about him, you remember what I called him when he was a rookie? He's got a little bit of that Bobby Boucher, that Adam Sandler water boy, that little bit crazy. <laughs> you know, you, that's when you look at him. That's what you see. You know what I mean? He gets a, he gets wound up. He's he's. I, I love watching that kid play. Yeah. That kid can play. Lots of crazy talk tonight. Yeah, a little bit. Well, we, you know, we, we, we are crazy. Um, we were crazy. And, uh, we're not that crazy anymore. We're, we're like getting mellowed now. No, 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 no. Because because on our show we always talk about the old days. So we're <laughs> well, the crazy. old days. You're okay. Still crazy. Yeah, that's still crazy after all, all these, these years. years. <laughs> this Sunday night we will face <laughs> the leading kickoff returner in the conference yeah. in Desmond yeah. King. Yeah. Twenty-five yards and change. Desmond mm. King is, is that a, a lost art? Yeah, Desmond King took one back last week against. Um, uh, who were they playing? Oh, uh, uh, Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, is it a lost art? You know what? Maybe it is. Uh, maybe it is because they're trying to civilize the kickoff return. Uh, no, no, they're trying to get rid of it. Yeah, no wedges, no wedge busters. You know what? It would be no fun playing today. It'd be fun making the paychecks, but it would be no fun uh, with the rules. We we could, you know, Wolf and I couldn't play today. Uh, you know, you, you can't headbutt a guy. Uh, and uh, are you saying that you'd both be on eternal timeout? Yeah, that's right. We get. We, it's we like get I told fine. Joe Green. I said, Joe Green, you'd have to take out a couple of mortgages to pay your fines. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Zooks, thinks about how think about how much he would have been fined. Right, right. You know, yeah. I mean. Seriously, except for that kid like Hill yesterday. What, he had a 46-yarder, I believe it was? 
uh, Boz uh, brought them down on their return. Yeah, right. Um, but really, it's such a rarity because now the kickers are even getting good at almost punt-like hanging them up there, dropping it around the two-yard line, as Mike Tomlin was pointing out. I mean, our return was terrible. We only got to the, what, 13-yard line Well, you know, we would headbutt on the returns. Oh, yeah. We were, we would use our heads. Oh, the flying headbutt. Yeah, that's the Absolutely. flying headbutt. That was the funnest. Well, since flying headbutts are not allowed, as yeah. we have uh, clearly stated, <laughs> what is the key for the Steelers' special teams units heading uh, into this game on flying Sunday? Flying headbutts. <laughs> no, Tosh, that does not count. Out. You've got to read on the move. You yeah. got to read that it's a you're gathering information as you go down the field. You got to start to see what blocking formations are approaching you, and you've got to hit them before they hit you. Yeah, I mean that's the real thing. And, you, you can't pop a parachute. Yeah, you know you can't slow down, and, and you can't act like it's a pick, like a pick. Oh, in an basketball. NBA, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, you, you can't. Oh. Yeah, and you can't take a charge. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's from our points leader. First three years, Tunch was the special teams points leader. Uh, when uh, from our rookie year, second yeah. year, third year, yeah, yeah, lots although, of flying headbutts. Although, although I made the opening hit on the kickoff uh, in 1980 against huh. Houston Oilers. Right, that's right. Love I was you, on blue. sabbatical. Yes, you were on sabbatical. I got cut. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I made the opening hit, and everybody said I was so slow that I, they picked up everybody else. And, yeah. They lost me, and I snuck through. <laughs> that right. was fun. It, it the, the the best job I've ever done uh, in the NFL was running down under Run, kickoffs. Wedge it, it's a forty yard headbutt, and busting the wedge is the most fun you'll ever have. You just go in and, <laughs> and you bow, you hit him with the head, and and you blow up the the wedge. It's great family fun. That, that it, it is. It is. You get a little buzz. <laughs> All right, Billy potentially <laughs> heading to the West Coast this week. And that's a legal one. Yeah, that's uh, a legal buzz. No more flying headbutt talk. Uh, All right, heading to the West Coast again with potentially a new starting quarterback. What is going to be the key for the Steelers this weekend? I think everybody has to up his game uh, in order to help, uh, the, the, you know, the, uh, the Duck Dynasty, who appears to be the guy that's going to be there, although – the way you talked earlier, the, don't rule Mason Rudolph out yet. Yeah, I, but I think, but I think everybody play. has to up their game, and 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 I, it's hard to explain how you do that, but you guys both know how you do it, and you both realize that oh, we got another quarterback. Maybe I better you know go the extra mile to help him out. No question about it. Everybody, it's it's going to be one of those Terry Bradshaw mandates. Nobody touches the quarterback. So if you have to leg whip, if you got to tackle, if you have to hold leg whip and tackle simultaneously, you can't on one leg play, whip anymore. Sure, you can. You, can't. you just get thrown out from it. All yeah. I'm saying is, if you remember back when Bradshaw's last game, right? I fouled Marty Lyons, the worst you ever seen in your life. Right. I had three different fouls on one play for crying out loud. Yeah, because it, it wasn't Marty; it was Ben Rudolph. That's yeah. who it was. And and the fact is. This is going to be one of those mandates where if, if a Mason would be able to play, you can't don't let anybody him touch hit. him. You just cannot let yeah. him get hit. Yeah. So yeah. Don't let, by whatever means yourself. necessary. Bite, kick, yep. scratch. Like Webby used to say, bite, kick, scratch. Right. By don't any let means anybody necessary. Get, yeah. All right. Lastly, Browns at 49ers say Monday Night Football. Who's watching? Oh, I uh, I'm going to watch the first half. I'll be asleep by the right. second half. Too much pizza. Yeah, too, <laughs> too much carbs. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll tune in because we're going to play. Uh, the Browns twice. 
Yeah. And I want to see uh, maybe even more, although I did watch the Browns-Baltimore game. Okay, let, let me ask you a question. Will you last the f- till, till the final gun? No. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. Catch up on sleep. We're going to lose a lot yeah. this weekend. Yeah, that's yep. right. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of The Point After. Thanks, as always, for joining us. For Bill Hillgrove, Tunch Ilkin, and Craig Wolfley, I'm Missy Matthews. We will see you next week at 7 p.m.